0: Welcome to the aging history rewatch i am bob serrano thank you so much for sticking with us we are leaving rom-com january in the dust and entering frank Oz february it's time to out your favorite teacher turn on that manliness tape and fight over barbara streisand this week we watch in and out
1: in the quiet town of greenleaf indiana A high school
0: teacher is about to be married.
2: After three long years, and I'm sure a lot of you were asking, what was the problem? You said it.
0: (laughs) A former student is about to be honored. And the winner is Cameron Drake to serve and protect. But for Howard Brackett. I'd like to dedicate this whole night to a great guy and a great teacher. To Howard Brackett from Greenleaf, Indiana. A bombshell is about to drop.
2: And he's gay. Howard, what is he talking about? I have no idea. I mean, I'm nobody. I'm just a little teacher in a little town. Oh, it's gonna be fine by tomorrow like, night. ha! will he remember? There he is. That's him. Mr. Brackett, do you know Ellen?
1: A teacher in trouble. A town under siege. Are you? What?
0: Uh, oh, oh, Omaha. Homeroom teacher?
1: Of course the guy thinks you're gay. You're smart and well-dressed. And really clean. And you're kind of prissy. Prissy? Welcome to our series on exploring your masculinity. Stand straight and tall. Body, body, Truly manly men do not dance. Oh, come on. Mr. Brackett? Yes? Watch the hands. Paramount Pictures and Stunning Entertainment presents a story about a man who was pronounced out. I may hire an attorney. I may sue. It's Johnny Cochran, not that woman. Before
0: the jury was in.
3: Does anybody here know how many times I've had to watch Funny Lady?
2: You're our son and we'll always love you. As long as you get married. I need some beauty and some music and some place cards before I die. It's like heroin.
1: Kevin Klein, Look at me. I look like a homosexual. (laughs) Would, would would you walk for me
0: in and out repeat after me
1: yo yo hot damn
0: hot damn
1: what a fabulous window treatment what a fabulous that is a trick
0: first up it's mr romantic himself toby Crines. how are you doing today Doing good. Love that soundtrack for this one, Bob. One <laughs> oh my song God. over and over again. <laughs> exactly. Oh <laughs> well, well, thankfully we've we've got a murderer's row of aging hipsters on today to discuss uh, in and out. First up, uh, you may know her from such episodes as *The Empire Strikes Back*, and you've got na- mail. It's Katie Claussen.
3: Hi, I'm excited oh. to be back.
0: Thank you, Katie. Good luck with the 49ers tomorrow.
3: Hopefully. We'll see. Yeah.
0: Finger <laughs> Not fingers get crossed. <laughs> yeah, don't get your hopes too high. Yeah. No. And next, we have a esteemed friend of the show and co-host of My TV family is Robin Posey Leon. Robin, we saw each other about 2 days ago to talk about um cheer. We did. A passion we both cha- uh share. To- right? We tried to get Toby on, but Toby made it about 30 minutes before he just uh, turned it off and so toby was, did you want to kind of talk about what really upset you about cheer uh, you <laughs> Who know, hurt you a, I, <laughs> it hurt it hurt to watch uh
1: my wife had very like visceral political reactions but i just found it to be dreadfully boring so I'm uh, sorry. Everybody. I would
2: beseech you to give it another chance, and I would like to apologize ahead of time because during the recording of that podcast, I may have implied that you were dead
1: inside. So for that, <laughs> I
0: apologize. Well, that would explain it, anyway. Right? <laughs> Robin prefers to say that to your face, which she, I think she did during <laughs> the single you. podcast as well. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Speaking of, I think you guys only have me on to talk about Matt Dillon movies.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. It's like I, I did think about that as like, oh, Matt Dillon's playing cliff from singles i can't
2: get away from that guy
0: (laughs) oh all i have to say to toby and this is uh, we didn't talk about it and i wanted to is uh hashtag f-i-o-f-m-u do you remember that's what they had on everything robin are you not watching cheer like i am i guess oh that's their hashtag it's on all that stuff hashtag (laughs) f-i-o-f-m-u And it's a secret. It's a secret hashtag that they have that they share.
2: Oh, and, I got to go. Think
0: I figured it out. Yeah.
2: Instagram now.
1: And,
0: uh, and, uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> worth, worth a gander. <laughs> right. All right. But before we get into the movie In and Out, uh, Toby and I have to do a little work. Toby, got exciting news. Hmm? What is something that people cannot do without? I mean, besides this podcast?
1: Hmm. I don't know,
0: Bob. What? Clothes. Hmm. Toby. Humans over time have evolved to the point where we drape fabric and fur over our naked bodies, to provide warmth and attract mates. That's so true. And the Aging Hipster Network has you covered. That's right. Uh,
1: Visit our storefront at tpublic.com slash user slash aging hipster. Search for the Aging Hipster or find the link on our Facebook page.
0: We have hoodies and tank tops and tapestries and throw pillows. Magnets and cups and t-shirts and onesies. We get a cut out of each per, out of each purchase, and all money will be rolled into the podcast. Though so it's probably just going to be thrown into frivolous stuff like having illustrations done of me by artists in Ecuador and India. But please go in, please support us. Thank you, C- Katie Claussen for being our first um, <laughs> shopper there. If you see Katie in somewhere around the Bay Area, walking around with a. Aging, uh hipster uh, tank top. She is definitely the coolest person in the Bay Area.
1: <laughs> Hashtag us. Yes. Tag like Bob mentioned earlier. We'll, yeah. we'll mention you on the air. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> oh. I'm looking
2: at the hoodie right now. It's super cute. I might have to get one.
0: You better get there... it right now because it's on sale. Oh, alright. Yeah. And I got, what I, I learned
3: is you might need to buy a couple things because the sales are really good, and you might not have a cart that costs more than your shipping.
1: Okay. I get you.
0: Let's get into this movie In and Out, released 19th of September, 1997. A tagline an out and out comedy. Toby, rate the tagline. Uh, this is this is gold. This, is, uh, this clearly uh, delineates what this movie's about. Uh, It was directed by Frank Oz, uh, written by Paul Rudnick. The the top billed stars are Kevin Kline, Joan Cusack, and Tom Selleck. Also has a bunch of other great actors. Frank Oz always has seems to have a lot of really fun comedic actors. Has Wilford uh, Brimley on it. Yes, diabetes. Yeah, yeah. He's still alive. Did you know that? He's like no, not yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's he's alive, Um, and he's younger than Ben Hackman. Fact checker. Yeah. Go oh, check that. Check check that, Robin. Um, who else was on there? Um, oh my gosh,
2: so many good name? people. Who, Debbie, Reynolds. Debbie, yep. yes. De-
0: Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds.
2: Debbie Reynolds. I spotted uh, Jerry from Succession. I don't know if you guys. Oh yeah. That,
0: oh yeah. I- oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I revealed a little bit too much of my obsession. That was out yeah.
2: loud, Bob.
0: Yeah. Uh, J. Smith Cameron. Yeah, mm-hmm. only for like one scene. Yeah, uh, Bob Newhart. Oh man, oh, Bob
2: Newhart.
1: Yeah, Who I saw live uh, less than a year ago. So I was going to say
2: also still alive.
1: Yes, very old. I saw him live on stage to a packed house in Minneapolis, telling the most dirty racist jokes
2: you
1: man tell.
2: Oh, someone gave Grandpa a microphone.
0: Great. There
1: were some moments where <laughs> the audience was like, "Oh my god, yeah.
0: like, Grandpa uh, unplugged." Newhart. Yeah. <laughs> God. all right. The budget was 35 million dollars. I don't know what they spent that on, maybe just salaries. But opening weekend, 15 million dollars. Uh, it grows 63 overall. It only showed in the U.S. And let's see what the consensus says for the critics. The tomato meter for critics has at 72 percent, the audience score a little bit less 52 percent. We're going to get into how this might not have aged the best. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the summary of this was yeah it doesn't always find comfortable ground between broad comedy and social commentary but lively performances especially from kevin klein and joan cusack enrich in and outs mixture of laughs and sexual tolerance so I agree with that this came out in 1997 what was happening in 1997 well, Toby and Bob were finishing up, finishing up a triumphant senior year at our high school, Richmond-Burton Community High School, Mean Rocket Machine. Toby, uh, captain, uh, he was the captain of the basketball team, weren't you? Yes, I was, Bob. Uh, led, led him to another first-round exit in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and then I started a school musical. Also true. Yep. What was the um, musical, Bob? Schoolhouse Rock's Live. Uh, I was the only one that really auditioned. Toby sort of auditioned, but he couldn't be there a lot of time because he was busy with basketball. Um, so Toby did a did a
1: um, I did two numbers. I did uh, Zero My Hero and uh, Verb That's What's Happening. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I did. Uh, I'm just a bill. Classic. Um, yeah, it's a good one. Yep. Conjunction yeah, the, Junction,
3: the, please. Yeah, Conjunction
1: yeah, yeah, Junction. junction, junction, junction yeah, that is.
2: Incredibly, my jam. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and yeah, and
0: then like the 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. So,
1: by the way, 3 is a magic number?
0: Oh, so good. Have you heard the blind melon
1: version of 3 is my magic number? I have indeed. Oh, so good. So good.
0: May, uh, maybe that uh, like Richard and Burton good, but I guess <laughs> I get more. Um, I know
2: think? that I have a habit of derailing this to TV, but have you watched the show Encore? Have I asked you this already?
1: Oh, no, I want to
2: oh it's so good it's people reliving their high school musicals as grown-ups now i,
1: I did watch an episode
2: after you i watched uh, the first episode after you yes. uh, mentioned the good <laughs> stuff i know um, i'm like a broken record but did you watch the annie one toby the,
1: the, the, no the well, sun but, will come out tomorrow i th- i think it was uh was it oklahoma or something oh
2: <laughs> bob you gotta oh. get on that tip okay Sorry. Oh, hold on
0: i'm gonna try it. okay Alright, 1997. Robin, let me guess. College?
2: I was in college, flannel, yep.
0: Some, for sure. Some, were you in a basement somewhere smoking <laughs> doobies?
2: Um, that was not my college experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did not go to college on that 70s show, but... Um, <laughs> Oh no! I was at college, and um, I feel like that was not a big um, theater movie watching time in my life. I did not see In and Out in the movie theater, but I do remember it being kind of a talked about zeitgeisty thing.
0: Yeah. All right, and then Katie, what were you doing in 1997?
3: I um, I was in the third grade, and yeah. I, my third grade did a theatrical dance show called Boogie for Books, so That's I performed cool. in that.
0: You know, when I was looking at the notes, I, um, how it, the sentences structured, I saw "boogie" and I filled in with "knights," and the rest. I was like, oh, I like "What kind of progressive-ass <laughs> elementary school did you go to?" California. Who knows? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh. all right, 1997 top record of the year was "Change the World" by Eric Clapton. Top-grossing mu- movies. Number one, Men in Black. Number two, The Lost World, Jurassic Park. Number three, Liar Liar. Number four, Air Force One. Number five was Titanic. Um, now, Titanic was is only number five because it was released so late in 1997 that it continues to make all the money in 1998. Uh, and then two re-releases, uh, Star Wars A New Hope for the 25th Anniversary Edition. And then they released The Godfather, and that was number seven. Other notable movies—I can't even. Like my mind almost exploded when I saw this. Was Face Off, <laughs> yes. with Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, which oh, I yeah. think we—I I almost like it was like everyone stop. We gotta watch Let's Face go Off watch right face now. now. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw Con Air, and I was like, <laughs> Wait, or guys. Nick Cage? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God, That's the good. Nick the Nick Cage Renaissance. Oh, I just love it so much. And then Austin Powers was that year, which was. Cute, was like very like influential we all mm-hmm. did those and then of course um jerry mcguire toby uh, uh, oh. you had me at hello yep
1: <laughs> sorry i know robin hates hates you had me at hello it's
2: the pits go on <laughs>
0: uh and then that was 26 that year right behind the fifth element which is like another one of my favorite movies great love movie. the fifth one yeah we should do fifth element we should we should do face off con air fifth element like all in the same episode Yikes. yeah <laughs> I, that's I a mean, lot of star
2: power gentlemen
0: yeah. <laughs> you know the oscar winner for uh movies from 1997 was titanic basically james cameron dunked on everybody at the oscars um but we we're kind of talking about the Robin brought up some of the zeitgeist that uh, during that time, which In-N-Out was definitely a part of because it also uh, just wanted to kind of mention that during this time, kind of represented a few steps forward in terms of LBGTQ representation. During that year, Ellen came out as uh, as gay on her sitcom in '97. I remember that was that was pretty huge. Uh, Rupert Everett also had a large role as a gay man. During uh, my best friend's wedding uh, next year, Will and Grace was going to come out, and then other movies kind of coming out during the late '90s: uh, The Birdcage, Two Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, The Object of My Affection. Um, a couple of years earlier, Philadelphia was released, and Tom Hanks won an Oscar for his a performance. That uh, his speech at the Oscars, where he where he thanked um, a, well a gay teacher, like. A gay teacher of his and a gay friend, classmate, is what influenced uh, In and Out being made because they saw that and they're like, it just it started the ball rolling, and that's really where they got the idea. And then, want, yeah, I wanted to state too the the one million men gathered
1: for the Promise Keepers rally stands the Gap event in Washington D.C. that year. Uh, for those of the uninitiated, the Promise Keepers are basically a million plus uh, group of closeted homosexuals who oppose everything that's gay
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> i didn't say there's a lot of steps forward just a few <laughs> all right what else happened toby
1: uh well the fox news channel made its debut oh um, thank
0: god
1: yeah <laughs> uh there <laughs> were only back. exactly there <laughs> were only about one million websites when this movie came out and today there's over a billion so a slight increase there uh mike tyson biddy vandal and v- vander hollyfield's ear off uh, Google.com was registered by Google. Um, and our uh, NFL MVP, Lamar Jackson, was born in the year God. this was released. <laughs> 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 a little Super um, Bowl trivia for you. <laughs> yes.
0: And, okay, let's get into the plot. So, Howard Brackett, played by Kevin Klein, is a well liked English literature teacher. He's living a quiet life in Greenleaf, Indiana, with his fiance and fellow teacher, Emily Mon- Montgomery played by Joan Cusack. The town is filled with anticipation over the nomination of Cameron Drake, Matt Dillon, uh, played by Matt Dillon, brackets former student in the Best Actor category of the Academy Awards for his portrayal of a gay soldier in the war film to serve and protect. Cameron does indeed win the Best Actor award and in his acceptance speech, thanks Howard for his inspiration by adding, and he's gay. So, lead off topic So what were your reactions kind of like when you watch this movie, let's start off with a Katie.
3: So this is the, yesterday was the very first time I'd watched this movie. So I didn't have the experience of seeing it in, in a time where maybe it was a little different. Um, (laughs) so, so a lot of the movie, I was like kind of uncomfortable cringing and torn between like, do I laugh or do I make a weird face? I don't know what to do. Um, but it was entertaining, and I I intentionally didn't look up anything about the movie to find anything out about it, so I was completely surprised about the whole plot line and everything as I watched it. So, it was, I mean, I was entertained.
0: Yeah. But I did How about you? a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> How about you, Robin?
2: Um, I will. I'll start out with the positives. Uh,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> as we mentioned, the cast was stellar. Um, I adore Kevin Kline. He's one of my favorites of all time. Uh fish called Wanda is on my top ten movies list ever. Um, there were definitely some funny moments. Um, I know we're going to get into him listening to that masculinity tape. Um, so there were some laughs. But man, I know it was of a time. But there are just so many like lazy gay jokes and stereotypes and kind of like the limp wristedness of it all.
0: Uh, class page uh, 58.
2: Yes. Learn, learn all you, all you can. Mr. Brackett. Yes. Watch the hands. Oh, uh, good. Good point. Um. So yeah, that's, I'll, I will leave it in that time in that era.
0: Robin, would it surprise you that the writer Scott Rudnick is an open gay man?
2: No, I'm, and now that you say that, I wonder if, like, Tom Selleck was supposed to be his proxy.
0: <laughs> He's just like, I'm writing it myself as Tom Selleck. <laughs> I like, mean,
2: yeah. wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. Uh, it yes, also-
2: I'd like to cast myself as the sexiest man alive. Well, well
3: Tom that. Selleck without his mustache was was an interesting experience.
0: <laughs> good, good look good i have this written down somewhere
2: uh yeah like, oh, uh yeah. the worst mistake in cinematic history i think you said <laughs> yes. i uh, lol'd when i read that
0: right is but isn't that true like that that mustache like that's some lucky trash
1: can somewhere with the yeah. shard <laughs> of his mustache yeah. well it,
3: it, it was like almost hard To recognize, like, if you are more accustomed with what Tom Selleck looks at, like today, because we were watching it, and I said, he looks so weird without his mustache. And he was like, oh, my gosh, it's Tom Selleck. Like, Alex was shocked. (laughs) I mean, he recognized him as familiar, but without the mustache.
0: Right. It's Like, he did that on purpose. Like, he's like, people think I'm gay without the mustache, but with the mustache, I'm Tom Selleck. Um, or was this
1: one of the moves where, like you know an actor gets typecast and they try yeah like like no one will recognize me now (laughs) (laughs) i don't know
2: i was a big fan of i still am a big fan of tom Selleck. i loved like the magnum pi look he is the only Mm -hmm. man who can pull off just a straight mustache um i think he and monica richard and monica should have ended up together forever on friends sorry chandler you can beat it um but yeah that was real weird to look at
1: you know, speaking of getting typecast and Austin Powers, I don't think Mike Myers has ever played like anything but the Mike Myers, Austin Powers stuff, you know, like, has he ever done a serious, like, like you know, <laughs> mentally challenged male role? Yeah. Like, His Oscar uh,
2: bait. Um, no, unless you're counting. Uh, so I married an axe murderer as oh, uh, a yeah.
0: serious fair love guru. You know, like, you know, don't, don't forget <laughs> right.
1: that. classic. That would be worth doing here. <laughs>
0: All right, so Ooh. we all agree that Tom Selleck without the mustache is like Samson without his hair, yes, or Thor, you know, without his Thor without his hammer, and Thor without his hammer, all that kind of stuff. Oh, but anyways, um, Toby, you, you you kind of texted saying that this was kind of like a period piece. Like, can you kind of expand well, on that?
1: Well, like, <laughs> so uh, you know, and he's gay, and everybody's like what and at one point he tears his phone off the wall and (laughs) and like like in what you know like there was a short window of time where like i think like you could be outed like this and be like super upset about it like that like like and he didn't even know he was gay (laughs) like he was in such denial uh uh i mean in the the like like robin said the jokes are so lazy like um you know it's like pineapple express jokes like just like just the laziest i didn't find the jokes funny and, uh, and we can get into um i'm with uh, uh you know what's his name uh, kevin klein's among the best actors of that generation and he's he's amazing in it um and but uh
0: yeah uh, you know a bit of you trivia know? about about uh kevin klein and this movie was that the oscar that they used was his Oscar from a fish called Wanda? Oh, because he's a team player. He brought that it. That is in.
2: a fun uh, fact. Yeah. I did like the Glenn Close moment. They uh, there was a lot of good real Oscar vibes going on there.
0: Yeah, you know um, it's it's interesting. So when I was watching it, and then because um, it was based in the Midwest, and as we've talked about multiple times, Toby and I came from the Midwest, probably a town smaller than this Greenleaf, Indiana. That was probably really. A Metropolis- yeah, definitely. We didn't have nice buses. Um,
2: was it super white there? Like, super oh yeah, uh, we had like well, white.
1: As of twenty ten, it was ninety seven point four
0: percent white.
2: Okay, uh, that but, tracks with this movie. I just yeah. was looking at the audience shots and being like, dang, that's a lot of white people. Yeah,
0: we had our <laughs> friend Hector, and that was like that was and the, Roxanne Hector right. and Roxanne. It yeah, was, and uh, but you know, I was just I was just watching it, and just it just really made me. Kind of remember that time, and like I really felt like Toby and I. I don't, maybe I'm speaking for you, Toby. But those high school kids, some of their instincts or whatever they're they're kind of how they're reacting is something that is similar than what we would would react because we were in the middle of nowhere. The fact that there there's gay people that came out of our town, they just went to Chicago. But it would just it would have just blown everyone's mind if there's like a gay person in our town you know totally Uh, yeah and so it kind of made me think to that time and also appreciate how far we've kind of progressed from that part part like personally
2: you know better you can do better bob
0: okay so toby kind of came up with a brief history of outing which is pretty interesting uh toby did you want to get into it yeah. Um, so I just have a couple of bullets here.
1: So I, I thought of one bullet point that was interesting was like in the 60s, uh, gay rights groups were outing people because they, they felt like it would help their cause. And these were extreme, you know, the extremist groups like Harvey Milk outed uh, this guy, Oliver Stipple, who was, uh, you know, saved Gerald Ford's life at one point. But um, st- uh, you know, Gerald Ford was against whatever Harvey Milk was doing. And, um, Laura Ingraham, 1981, she's like a, you know, a right-wing Republican, uh, person now, but she like went into a, is like a reporter back in the day. She went in and secretly tape recorded this like college groups, you know, this gay rights groups stuff. And then she outed everyone in the meeting. Um, so great lady there. Um, uh, Democrats outed Mark Hatfield uh, for supporting, the, you know, their own, they outed their own for supporting Jesse Helms, who was a, uh, or maybe, I don't know if Mark, I think Mark Hatfield was Republican, but anyway, they outed him because he was, you know, I'm sure Jesse Helms was up to no good. <laughs> um, you know, Clinton passed, don't ask, don't tell, um, which was a big compromise. He wanted to make gays, like whatever, gays are cool in the military, but the uh, the military brass didn't, Want that. And so he had to compromise and do don't ask, don't tell, which basically infuriated everybody in the nation. <laughs> like, right. Um, you know, and then uh, John McCain, this was just like a little footnote. Um, he had a, an endorsement from uh, Alabama Attorney General Troy King. And once he was outed, um, they removed it. They like, why, Yeah. oh, who's Troy King?
0: Yeah. And amongst all of this comes Cameron Drake, Oscar winner <laughs> for the Serve and Protect. Out his uh his teacher, Howard Brackett, who didn't even know he was gay. So, Katie, was this believable? Like, mm. like when the reveal came.
3: I mean, did I could I believe that Howard would be gay? Sure. But I, I feel like the whole scenario that that he would remember his high school teacher who like was so in the closet that he wasn't even realized that he was gay to to out him in an Oscar speech just seemed really f- a little far-fetched like i i don't think i'm gonna out anybody in a speech that i do right. or like remember a, a high school teacher unless you know very few of them that i would remember anything about their lives at this point
0: They sure didn't um thank miss montgomery for talking about romeo and juliet they did that all during the during that yeah. whole year one thing i was one thing i was struck by uh was tom Selleck's gaydar like wow like do you think he he do you think that was or it is was it like something that he he just wanted the story so bad
2: well i mean again i think it goes back to kind of some of the stereotypes that this movie trades in like spoiler alert bob there are sloppy gay dudes out there
0: i know <laughs> i know i was i was trying i made a bad joke so like okay so let's get into the stereotypes because i think that's some of the most cringiest moments like are there just are there just too many stereotypes in here or at the time because there's not a lot of um like kind of mainstream movies about gay characters as the main character do you do you need something like this that you can build off of what do you think robin
2: I mean, that's a good point, right? Like, will and grace was far from perfect, but there was definitely a will and grace effect in this country, right? Like, people Mm -hmm. didn't know gay people or thought they didn't know gay people, but they knew will and grace. Um, So, yeah, maybe there is kind of a building block effect here, and the perfect is the enemy of the good. Um, But, yeah, gosh, so many stereotypes.
0: (laughs) I mean, what do you think, Toby? Toby?
1: Uh, yeah, I think like you, you, maybe you do need this movie. I don't know. Like what was the, uh, uh, you know, maybe you do need this movie to do the next thing. Like Robin saying, I was thinking, uh, uh, Murphy Brown, like there was the, the storyline where she was a single mother and all the Republicans got upset. And, you know, after that we could Imagine. have single mothers in TV, you know? Um, yeah. And so maybe you had to do this like, mm-hmm. like could they have started this off with just a normal gay guy who had normal problems, or, or did they need to like make it this stereotypical gay problem? you know well,
3: it,
0: you know what go ahead it
3: could just be that like there wasn't enough representation so nobody really understood or, or knew how to p- portray a gay person.
0: You know, and I heard. You
3: don't I, have a good example or know somebody of what that is. It has to be relatable to the mainstream, unfortunately. And so I think maybe that's why they ended up with such a heavy reliance on all the stereotypes.
0: And I read uh, some uh, quotes from the writer himself, Scott Rundnick, and I don't have him in front of me. So I'm going to be paraphrasing. So if it's not totally correct, I'm sorry. Like one of the things that I think he was um, talking about is all the previous kind of movies and portrayals really kind of dealt with a lot of trauma because you're coming out of the the AIDS crisis you know you have Mm -hmm. Philadelphia where Tom Hanks is dying you know like it's coming out of just a really dark place and this was kind of deliberately made in a way that it like at the end he he was uh, Kevin Klein was happy with himself yeah. You know, he wasn't that, happy. Like, oh,
2: captain My Captain scene was yeah. supposed to be kind of like uplifting and I can see that.
0: Yeah, so there's a lot of macho macho man being played to get to the point where <laughs> like where Kevin Klein is just it's not even like Kevin Klein even needed Tom Selig to be his boyfriend. But Kevin Klein was at the point where um that he was just comfortable being a gay man in this and everyone was comfortable being around him. Being gay, you know, and I thought like there's a, that one talk that Tom Selleck, right, gave. You couldn't possibly understand what this is like. Howard, I'm gay. You're what?
2: I'm gay. I came out. To whom? Ooh,
0: to everyone. My folks, my boss, my
1: dog. You know, one day I just snapped. I just got tired of switching
3: pronouns and remembering to lower my voice, and I couldn't take lying to the people that I love. Does that sound familiar? No. So, I just said, Mom, Dad,
0: Sparky, I'm gay.
3: What happened? Well, my mom cried for exactly ten seconds. My boss said, Who cares? And my dad said, But you're so tall. Howard, everyone surprised me. Once, once I let them. Once I trusted them, you know, sometimes the worst thing you think can happen turns out to be the best thing
0: for you. For- I almost thought that the writer was kind of probably talking from his own experience, you know? you know, really afraid. But then when I did, it wasn't bad. So I don't know if those are kind of the kind of the, the redeemable nuggets in there in between like people fighting about Yentl. Um,
2: (laughs) so much barbara streisand so uh, much barbara streisand uh, Uh,
1: uh, i would say this regarding macho man so i went and saw priscilla queen of the desert which is like a musical about gay people um and there they played go west by the village people which i had never heard until i went to that musical and i was just they could have thrown that in here next to macho man and i would have been more happy they
0: could have um diversified the soundtrack a little bit Right. Like in the Navy, and uh, <laughs> like, like, what, what other village
1: people's songs could they have added?
0: I mean, they could kind have of added another artist, say, like it doesn't have to be all, all be village people. <laughs> what? Like, Frank Oz is like, it's like, oh, gay village people. Okay. um, They could kind have of thrown in like a George Michael song or something, right? They're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Here's another question Who gave the best performance in the movie? Who do you think? Best performance. Robin I saw <laughs> um, I saw those eyes yeah.
2: <laughs> um I am gonna put in a plug for uh, my gal Joe Cusack um my second favorite Cusack family sibling um uh, god that line where she just screams fuck Barbara Streisand was so cathartic <laughs> um uh, do you and, feel the same way I mean by the 20th time they mentioned that as supposed to be <laughs> kind of like shorthand for like no, y'all, he really gay. Like, come on. You know what I mean? Right, like, right there. he really <laughs> likes Barbara Streisand. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, I was kind of, like, right there with her. And her just, like, getting her Richard Simmons on and uh, going to that bar and trying to get laid. Uh, she's just, she's the best. I love her.
0: How about you, Katie?
3: I, I agree with Robin. I really enjoyed her performance. And, and her, her meltdown in her wedding dress was, was really... Was there... Oh, any other time you might have told me this? I'm wearing a wedding dress, which you picked out! I, I, I highlighted my hair because you said I needed shimmer. I, I loved you and, and believed you and, and
2: pretended not to notice the and thing. I thought I thought you're just creative, I thought you're just smarter than me and more sensitive and more interesting I, I thought you were the most wonderful man who ever lived i I thought you could just change my life and and show me the whole world and
3: teach me about art and life and, and magic
2: and I thought you could make me feel like a beautiful woman. Instead of the girl, nobody wanted.
3: Fun to watch. As sad as it was, almost. But yeah. yeah
0: it was a little her sad. Her sitting I mean,
2: down on the ground was like straight out of Bridesmaids. Remember that scene where Yeah, and when uh, she
3: like puts her hands on the hood of the car and she's in the street and then she's like yeah. laying on the middle of the street in her wedding dress. Yep. Was, I really enjoyed that performance.
0: And then like she, what she was saying like, oh, three years of sunsets and long <laughs> Deep talk. Deep <conversation. laughs> hmm <laughs> oh. oh man! How about you, Toby? What do you think? Uh,
1: well, Joan Cusack was uh nominated for the Best Supporting Actress. Oh, that's right. Role. Uh, yeah. Kevin Klein was nominated for the Golden Globe uh, for Best Actor. Um, I thought they both were phenomenal. I, I, I uh, Kevin Klein during that that tape scene where they're like. Be a man. <laughs> Stop yeah. dancing, you sissy. Adjust yourself. <laughs> Not there. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. Um I loved his performance. I mean, yeah,
0: it, I mean, it's almost like Frank Oz did I mean casting this movie with such prose that he did kind of really saved this movie from being a train wreck, right? Because it's you know, it's Kevin Klein, you know, doing you know, doing that whole performance. It'd be a lot different if I don't know who else it would be. But you know, it's just kind of made it Like uh, uh, what's the right word palatable or something like that. It could have been a thousand times worse. Right. In terms of uh, being going into stereotypes, being just really kind of tone deaf. But Mm -hmm. I mean, they just had excellent performers just performing great you know well and and it
1: probably gave it some weight you know like i think like to be even be nominated at the oscars people the voters of the oscars had to feel like they were
0: making a political statement and you know right. it's probably all packaged into it uh speaking of award nominations the kiss between tom Selleck and kevin klein was nominated for best kiss because back do they still do the mtv movie awards do you know robin
2: I don't know, but that's a good I think they do,
0: yeah <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just it's, they just give it to their own shows. they're like, oh, team mod <laughs> two wins again, um all right,
1: so it was in 30, rock, for- in thirty rock they make fun of the the um Nickelodeon
0: movie awards. <laughs> they're like <laughs> I won two slime balls in <laughs> <laughs> i I read um there's some other uh Dogs that really love the kiss too. But I was reading <laughs> um an article about when they were kind of first showing the uh the movie and when Tom Selleck and Kevin Klein were kissing, that in the first kind of you know, they do the test audiences and people are just like losing losing their shit. Like there's just like this like teen boy um was like like crawling like over his his like seat to get away from it and then um
2: are you serious?
0: Yeah, <laughs> so they're just like freaking. Not everybody. It wasn't like it was like pandemonium, pandemonium, <laughs> and like they're like like ripping up like chairs. But there's a bunch of people are like, holy cow, and I oh I forgot like he got like a written statement about how this is against God's laws, you know, After I believe Maybe. it. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, the next year uh, released
1: basketball and it makes me wonder if they were trying to <laughs> pop that. Cause there was like a one minute long kiss between, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone in that movie.
0: Ugh, <sighs> those two. Classy movies. Uh, Toby, <laughs> And the kiss in uh, basketball is award worthy. <laughs> yeah. I did not feel that the kiss
2: was Hundred percent consensual, when it, as it went down. I mean, I know he got into it eventually, but that was something. It,
3: it definitely started with a level of uncomfort.
2: Mm-hmm. Like. Mm.
1: yeah, we. I feel like we kind of lucked out that he ended up being gay because <laughs> like, right. he did not seem into it. That would have been real bad. I did notice at the very end of the kiss, like he's fighting it the whole time, but then at the very end, he wraps his leg around and
2: yeah, like, his Whoa. leg goes up. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe it's just Tom Selleck. If Tom Selleck is kissing anything, he's That's swinging it. He's <laughs> swinging <laughs> you're, it. You're he's feeling the chemistry. Smoothness of his Upper lip against yeah. yours. <laughs> like his face just gl- gl- like kind of glided right in for you know, like. <laughs>
2: maybe kevin klein requested he shaved the mustache i need to do oh. a little
0: more research on this yes.
1: it's like i don't or, want to be tickled
2: i mean you guys have beards you know the struggle
1: no
0: i <laughs> i no i don't because no i play by uh pretty woman rules no kissing <laughs> bob You minx.
2: yeah
0: okay which of these actors should have won the best oscar the best actor oscar um there is Paul Newman for Coot. <laughs> Clint Clinton Eastwood uh, for Codger. He's been doing that for the last 20 years. I mean, <laughs> well,
2: talk about knowing your brand. <laughs>
0: right. Michael Douglas for Primary Urges, another brand. <laughs> uh, There's Cameron Drake and then Steven Seagal for Snowball and Hell.
2: Snowball and uh, Hell. I mean, on. I when I heard Michael Douglas, I thought they were gonna stick with the same Coot Codger, you know, old bat. because michael douglas now is you know bless his sweetheart kind of a old fart but they were it was so long ago it was back during his you know hot and sensuous days (laughs) fatal attraction
0: oh yeah who do you think toby who who do you think deserved it that year
1: uh that year i mean i think steven seagal was kind of the the wild card i I (laughs) would i would want him to win it as the the outsider because you know like him to be nominated not only did he kick all the asses but like he had a, a good character
0: with a sensual moment right oh yeah I wonder if it's one of those things where he took his hair out of the ponytail <laughs> and it just like kind of cascaded over his shoulders and everyone's just like yeah
1: <laughs> you're fine Steven. just the way you are Steven <laughs> yeah. gross oh, I love Take Steven Seagal first. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, toby you had a couple uh trivia questions oh yeah <laughs> who said it in real life his mane was like a
1: crest mounting then falling low is this about steven seagal still because that's what i'm thinking one of the actors in this film this was actually set in a movie though his mane no. was like a mounting then falling low Oh, Wilford Brimley in Black (laughs) Stallion. (laughs)
2: Who knew Wilford Brimley was a horse girl? That's crazy.
0: (laughs) You didn't really like set it up well. You're just like, okay, who really (laughs) likes radishes? Go. (laughs) And the next one you're going to
1: love, I don't know why, but I like the saxophone.
0: Oh, this was that in a real life. Like that
1: feels Matt like Matt Dillon. That feels like my man Matt Dillon. Yep. I think it was like in an was Andy it? Dick interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> There's your trivia.
1: Thank was
2: you. a uh...
0: drop. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Thanks a lot, Toby, for your contributions. <laughs> You're um welcome. Yeah. Okay. Okay, here's a question, Katie. I'm sorry for singling you out, but as the bride to be in the future. Oh. And that's um, yeah, for yeah. First off, congratulations.
3: Thank you. Uh,
0: so, how much of an asshole was Howard for coming out at the wedding?
3: He's it's pretty bad. Um, I mean, I appreciate that he didn't actually like marry her, and then like two days later break it to her. But
0: mm-hmm.
2: or two
3: years um, or
2: ten years?
3: years yeah. yeah,
0: ten years, two kids. Like,
3: yeah, I mean, but, that happens. But at the wedding in front of everybody, and. I think he probably could have found time earlier in the day before they got in front of everybody they absolutely know and care but, about to do this
0: but did they have time because it was a 9 a.m wedding like <laughs> isn't that pretty crazy
3: that's really crazy <laughs> bob on the logistics at like the schedule for our wedding day today like
2: how yeah. early did she have to get up real like, early did-
0: yeah, like two, like two
2: in the morning defrosting on Thanksgiving early. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and then like uh, the barber is like, oh, he has a full styling set up for like his wedding. Like, when was it? Like at seven a.m. or is it like the day before? And he just set, he slept st- like sitting up or like I don't know.
3: Is that why his lapel was creased? <laughs>
0: oh, <God. laughs> oh, no starch. Oh, yeah, yeah. So nine a.m. That's a very. That's early. That is very early. Well, maybe it's because he let his mom, like, uh, schedule it. And, he, and she's well, like, I need to get out by the time Golden Corral opens up for dinner. Don't
2: don't dog on the Golden Corral. But the the mom thing, I think, first of all, Howard did her dirty, did Emily dirty. Like, yeah. there were several times when he was talking about why he wanted to get married. And he was like, my mom would be so disappointed. And I just love this town. And I have to stay in this town. Oh, an old what's her name? I'm supposed to be marrying her. Like... He was. (laughs) He did not treat her very well. She deserved better.
0: Yeah, Mama Brackett was definitely endorsing taking your feelings and stuffing it down deep, (laughs) so she can have this wedding. (laughs) This is what she wants. Stuff them in a sack. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we Midwesterners do. Yeah, that's what Midwesterners do. You know, you take whatever you stuff it in, and then you just work for thirty years at the concrete company. That's right. Eat your casserole. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. then you just. yeah, you go crazy one day and uh, you crash your car. And so that's living in the Midwest. You guys are making uh,
2: it sound mighty appealing.
3: I mean, <laughs> Howard's bachelor party was seemingly pretty lame. I mean, weekday over oh, eleven yeah. forty.
0: All right. Well, here's another question. Uh, did Cameron Drake do you guys think in the future, did they did he marry Miss Montgomery? and live happily ever after or did he, did he just fatten her up and then i don't know just lose interest
2: i hope she got a piece that's all i care about i don't care if they got married i just hope that poor woman got the bone
0: yeah. <laughs> she got the bone yeah that's what the priest are recommended too <laughs> like you got to get out of here yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you guys any predictions any predictions for cam and drake uh... i think they got married i mean I if you
1: if you you know, you got this Hollywood star and you're like probably in love with them anyway. She read Shakespeare all year and he loves her and uh, she can probably teach him a thing or two. Why not?
3: She's already got the dress. She's ready.
2: <laughs> As she said a, to a every car that drove past.
3: Plan, everything. Yeah. She yeah. could she could recreate that wedding really fast.
0: Yeah. yeah, they better because he's just stuffing Cheetos down her uh throat and during that macho macho man <laughs> thing. So mm-hmm. like you're on the time uh crunch right now, Cameron. He hasn't done a lot of movies. He's not he's, He hasn't made a ton of money. Like, gotta tie that yeah. up. I mean
3: I up. hope that he at least went on her honeymoon with her because she had those plane tickets too. She oh, said
0: wow. that's good good point, Katie. Good point. This was nineteen ninety
1: seven where you could just hand a plane ticket to someone and they could get on the plane. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Your family could greet you at the gate, yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly. That's right.
2: Now you're going for a secondary screening for sure.
0: <laughs> and it was also nineteen ninety seven, which I guess, um do you remember that part where in the beginning of the movie where Howard like goes into the to the locker room uh for his team and they're just like uh and they just started like taking out beer and started just like, oh, yeah, spraying, they, like him with spraying him with
2: champagne <laughs> and stuff.
0: Like guess <laughs> who's like drunk. high school it's
2: kids like- do right first of all in high school if i got my hand on booze i was not wasting it by spraying it on track coaches yeah
0: oh and like yeah and they all got away with it you know like it would just it would have been a lot of suspensions and detentions thrown out okay so question if you were called out as gay during an oscar speech how would your life change, Toby? It could change at all. I'd be like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I got, I mean,
1: like, I was on TV.
0: <laughs> um, Would it change for anybody now? I mean, times are different. It would.
2: I mean, I think times are different, but there are a mess of people that, you know, still are in the closet, living with hateful parents, like, no, would true. be out on the street, would, you know, people, you know. This is a different era, but kind of not so much
0: in a lot of ways. Well, thank you for keeping us in check, Robin. Going
2: <laughs> Heterosexuality is a myth.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, no, I got I to be honest. I, I had a little bit of trepidation tackling some of this stuff because it seems like it's, it's veering really close to dangerous territory and i might have to cut out like half of this episode of me talking <laughs> so it might be down to like 5 minutes of just oh I mean, it'll just be like the t-shirt ad um but it is, it is uh yeah so i just want to let everyone know i am an ally you know please don't hate me um but yeah i think it's it, it no matter what it is kind of heartening to know like where we are now i know it's not perfect there's still a lot of um, places you know, there's still a lot of um, places we can improve our society and sometimes it feels like we've we're kind of sliding back and kind of falling into abyss like we're on the precipice of like Armageddon but 20 years ago like just think about that like you know like young Bob back then was you know, like my mind frame is totally was changed in 20 years and hopefully in about another 20 years We'll see another step in the positive way. Um, Bob,
2: that was beautiful.
0: You think? Well, good. We'll keep that in with the t shirt, t shirt. <laughs> so by the, <laughs> that yeah, makes, that make it stay. Yeah. Um. So even though some of this stuff kind of like makes you kind of feel uncomfortable, made me feel uncomfortable in the way, it kind of made me feel good as well. Um.
2: Got to talk about these.
0: Things. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Life in 2020 is a dumpster
0: fire. Exactly. Well, and I think uh-huh. it's
1: hard too. like, like 20 years ago, I was a total, I mean, like, like Bob was saying, like, like, I'm sure we were surrounded by gay people that were in the closet. And I was probably a total asshole, like, you know, saying all these, like, you know, mean things about gay people or whatever. And um, I feel horrible for my, you know, everybody who experienced me 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. All right. So last question, I think this did you put this in, Toby? Where gaggles uh, would be? <laughs> I thought it'd be way better than the speech was oh. <laughs> decayed.
2: <laughs> On a lighter note,
0: yeah, they yeah they just kind of let back then uh, security wasn't a thing in 1997. They just let the t- like the journalists run wild, just like
2: that was crazy. You know. I did notice that. I was like, oh, they're gonna keep them outside the school doors, and then like boom, they're standing outside the classroom. I was like, first of all, how did the kids get in? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How did the kids get in there before the bell? That's my first question. But yeah, that was crazy. And
1: my second, the second question for me was like, why did they stop at the classroom door at the point where they just go go in? Right.
2: There are no rules. (laughs) Oh man.
0: Okay. So we're at the end of the episode. Um, So I, I think we talked about our reactions and a little bit. How um, did we talk about how we liked the movie? I don't remember. I know that Katie said that she was, kind of bewildered at first but i don't know if toby so let's kind of go over kind of for toby and robin what did, did you guys see this movie before or is this the first time toby was this the first time
1: This was the first time for me, and uh, so what
0: were your thoughts? Like after everything we talked about, what are your thoughts about it? Was a serviceable
1: movie. movie. Um, You know, I think like the jokes were not good. Well, not some of the jokes were. You know, the gay jokes were not good, with the exception of um, you know the the tape was great. I mean, that was just a funny. Whoever wrote that deserves a medal <laughs> like,
0: you know. like the window treatment like oh look at the window treatment oh that's that was, yeah. Treatment.
1: Like, gotcha. yeah. yeah like somebody snuck that in because that's that was the only smart humor of that of the gay jokes probably you know um i don't even know what a window treatment is <laughs> so so i i would i I would say it was it was a serviceable movie. I it wasn't bad, it wasn't great, and I think you're right, like the acting saved it, you know. I and
0: mean, there were great performances. What do you think, Robin? What are your thoughts about the movie overall?
2: I'm just wondering, does Kevin Klein still act? What have we seen him in lately? Just as a side
0: note. Oh. Um I anyway. Oh, I'll look it up while you go.
2: Thank you. <laughs> um, I I mean, I think it's like with a lot of things, right? Like you're looking at it through 2020 eyes on a 1997 movie. And I mean, I very much remember being like interested in pop culture at that time. And I think I'd seen maybe bits and pieces of the movie. So I don't think looking back, I'm like, oh, this is atrocious. I can't believe such a film was ever made. Um, but yeah, I thought it was funny. I think Kevin Klein probably saved a lot of um what were probably not so great jokes as you guys have said. Um but yeah, we'll call it a building block. How about that?
0: There you go. And uh Kevin Klein, he's been kind of uh slowing down. He's not retired like Jane Hackman. His last film role was he played uh one uh he played Bell's father in uh, Beauty and Beauty and the Beast in two thousand seventeen.
2: Was that live action?
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't actually watch that. Hmm. Um, in television, do you know the the show Maya and Marty? No. Okay. Bob's Burgers. Yeah. He was Mister Calvin Fishodder. <laughs> I'm glad he's still getting work. That was my. <laughs> but I think him and concern. Phoebe Cates are just like raising their kids and just. Oh being
2: yeah. Married. I forgot those two are a couple.
0: Yeah. She's like, yeah, she's 20 years younger. So she's just, yeah, he's 73. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nice. It's like, he doesn't really, he probably doesn't need to really work that much. You know, he did his work.
1: He's got that fish called
0: Wanda money. Yeah, exactly. All right. How about you, Katie, after all this, like what are your kind of final thoughts about the movie?
3: Um, I mean, I would say overall, I enjoyed it and I was, um, it, it was entertaining. And if you, you look at it as a building block in 1997, it's, it's not a terrible movie, but if you look at it and with a 2020 point of view, it's a lot more cringier.
0: Right. Well, I think that's like one of the reasons why I threw this in here is because it kind of made you kind of think about where you were and where you came from. Um, at least it did for me. So I thought it was at least interesting in that, uh, respect, um, to kind of review and, uh, Put out there it's for our one listener out there um, beto. Kind of grow, yeah, beto? Beto, um oh did i even tell you like my youngest son we call him beto oh yeah but he's roberto so about 50 50 uh 50 percent named after we call him beto for the uh politician 50 percent because that um after my after my dad so so there's my bona fides as a Beto supporter, Kevin. So you can put down the pitchfork. <laughs> well, um, thanks so much, guys, for coming on. I had a lot of fun uh, talking about this um, for the movie. Uh, next, next up is going to be Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. We're getting yeah, Steve Martin, uh, Michael Caine. Oh, what's the female actress? God, what's her name? She was in everything. Yeah, this is, this is uh, one of my favorites, though. The Dirty rotten. Not stand. Phoebe Cates. We'll just say Phoebe Cates. I know it's wrong. Um, really looking forward to that. Uh, Katie, good luck with the 49ers tomorrow. Toby, good luck with uh, whatever it is you do. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> and Robin, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks, uh, guys. Yeah. And thank you, most of all, listeners, for coming on and listening. Uh, the Agent Hipster rewatch is written and produced by Bob Serrano and Toby Crines, edited by Bob Serrano. Theme song was written by Ryan Reed. Join our Facebook page to keep on top of all the Agent Hipster news. Go to our Teba public shop and buy a pillow or like a big tapestry on canvas, whatever it is. Thank you so much for listening and have a great evening.